welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. Your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 26. We are going through a sermon series leading up to Easter. And when you think about Easter, you think about Jesus. We are four weeks away from Easter. And we're going to see this passage here about Peter, how he used the word never. And we should never use the word never because he, he, uh, he made that mistake. Now, last week we looked at how a lady named Mary came and worshipped Jesus. And what Mary viewed as her worship of Jesus, a man named Judas Iscariot viewed as a waste. Today we're going to see the danger of us telling God, never, no, and not me. Have you ever told somebody that? About 11 years ago, I got mad at DirecTV, and I don't ever get mad. I haven't got mad since. And I told DirecTV I was never going to use their service again. John, do you know what I have at my house now? That was 11 years ago. I have DirecTV. Sometimes when you don't have a lot of options, you, you work with what you have. But um, we have to be careful when we say that word, never. Because we will find ourselves going back and eating those words. And this is what happens on this story here with Peter. He has to come back and say, oh no, uh, I, I should not have said that. And that's, that's what we're going to see in our spiritual lives. Now, I want to tell you where we're going to end up in this. I want to tell you the ending here at the beginning. Our main goals is we want to see, okay, why... Did Peter deny Jesus? Why did he do this? And not only that, why did Peter use the word never? There's two problems with the word. When you, when you say something, you're never going to do something. Or no, I will not do that. Here are the two problems. In Peter's case, he was overconfident. One of the tragedies of aging, it's not that you're just getting closer to going to heaven to be with the Lord, one of the problems also with aging is you begin to know everything. And, or you think you know everything. Every passing year, it's another year of knowledge and life experience. Been there, done that, that won't happen to me. For example, maybe there was a sin in your life in the past that you used to struggle and wrestle with. But you overcame that. You've been set free of that sin. That's no longer a temptation for you. So you feel like, oh, I'll never do that. You hear about other people who give in and yield to maybe sexual sin or, or they have a drinking problem or they have, a, in my case, 11 years ago, an anger problem. They lost their temper one day. And they say, it'll never happen to me again. When you say that, what you're doing, and you're, you're believing that you are strong enough to overcome sin by yourself. And we have to remember, we are sinful, fallen people. At any moment, we can yield and give in to temptation. Even when you're a devout, mature believer, anyone can fall. If Peter can fall, who is literally talking to God, Jesus, the leader of the disciples, if he can fall, you and I can fall. All right, here's the other problem with the word never. Maybe you've been in church before. 
Years ago, you were involved. You came to one of these business meetings. You started getting involved in a committee. You started helping out. And you got burned. You got hurt. And you said, those church people, I will never get involved in church again. All I'm going to do is come to church at 11.15 and go home. Not even going to lunch. They, you, you have felt like you have been hurt. You have experienced the worst part of church. And you're not going to get burned again. The problem with that, when you tell God you are not going to get involved and serve and teach Bible school and get involved with Sunday school because you don't want to be vulnerable, you miss a blessing. I want you to know, church folks can be the worst. They can hurt you. They can stab you. Even physically stab you. I mean, you can literally find yourself in a fight at church. But folks, that can be anywhere. That can happen at work. That can occur at your home. That can occur with your neighbors when you maybe fight over which, which patch of grass is yours. I mean, this is, just, this is what it's like living in a sinful, fallen world. People make mistakes, they lose their temper, and they use the word never. So we're going to read here in our Bibles, Matthew 26, verse 26 through 35. This is about the Lord's Supper, which we're going to take in a few minutes. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, Take it and eat it, this is my body. Then he took the cup And after giving thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. But I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And then after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. That is the Lord's Supper. Jesus' piece of bread there, it represents his body. We're about to observe this here in one minute. The cup that he picked up represents Jesus' blood. We, when we are saved, we are washed in the blood of Jesus. Do you know what leads someone to hell? Unforgiven sin. When you have sinned against the Lord, you stand against him guilty. Jesus' blood washes away that sin. It replaces your sinful blood with his perfect blood. That's why the Lord's Supper is important. Now, the Lord's Supper doesn't save us. It's it's our identity with Christ. We do this because he tells us to, and to do it in remembrance of him. Now, look here. Here's here's our scripture we're going to be looking at. Verse 31. This is about his denial. Peter makes a mistake here. Then Jesus said to them, so they just had their Lord's Supper, Tonight all of you will fall away because of me. For it is written, and he's quoting Zechariah 13, 7, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. So he uses the word all. All these disciples, he's there with his 12 disciples. He's saying, God, we just finished the Lord's Supper. Y'all don't realize what's about to come. I'm about to be arrested and um, I'm going to die. You're all going to run away. But after I have risen... I will go ahead of you to Galilee. So Jesus just told all of them what he's going to do. They do not believe it. 
And Peter speaks up, and he tells them, even if everyone else falls away because of you, I will never fall away. And I love how Peter put the little cut down in there about these other disciples. You know, Jesus, these other guys, they might fall away. We kind of expected that. They're kind of low producers anyway. But I, Jesus, will not fall away. No, not me. And he uses the word never. He will never fall away. And Jesus told Peter, Truly I tell you, Jesus said to Peter, Tonight before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Those other disciples won't even deny me. They'll just fall away. No, you fall away. You'll also deny me. Not once, but three times. Peter didn't like that. So what does he do? Even if I have to die with you. Now he's signing up to die. Even if I have to die with you, Peter told him, I will never deny you. So he's saying, I'm never going to fall away. I'm never going to deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. Peter is making a bold statement here. He says, this will never happen. When you tell God, no, not me, never, you are missing an opportunity with the Lord. Let's think about other people in the Bible who told God, never, and no, and not me. Think about Moses. God called Moses when he was looking for a sheep. And he was near a mountain called Mount Sinai. He looks over at the mountain, and there's a bush on fire. And the bush is not burning up, so he walks closer to the bush, and God spoke to him through the bush and called him to go back to Egypt, back to Pharaoh, and to tell Pharaoh to let my people go and get all the Hebrews to come back to that mountain, that very spot, and worship the Lord. Moses started giving reasons to why he can't do it. And one of them, he just wasn't a good speaker. He was not going to do it. Think about Jonah. Jonah was called to go to Nineveh. God sends him in one direction. He hops on a boat, and he goes the other direction and ends up in a great fish. God had to get a hold of Jonah's disobedience to the Lord. He told God, no. Think about Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah is trying to call, or God's trying to call Isaiah as a prophet. And he says, Isaiah, who will go? Who will go and speak before, before me? Isaiah raised his hand and says, Lord, I will go, send me. He didn't say, not me, I'm not going to go. And throughout the Bible, we see people who either respond as a, I will go, or not me. And God is looking for us. God's purpose of this message is to see Peter's very bold in telling Jesus that he's never going to do this. The story of Peter, I want to tell you what happened. He denied Jesus three times. He was never to be found there at the cross. There he's gone. He doesn't see Jesus die on a cross. He shows up at the tomb and it's empty. Jesus is gone. But do you know where Jesus and Peter met? After Jesus was resurrected, Peter, remember, he's embarrassed at this point. 
because he in many ways made a fool of himself. In front of all his disciples, he's very bold in what he's going to do. He's never going to deny Jesus. Never fall away. All these others will, but he was the first to go, by the way, that night. It says in John's account that Peter, he went fishing. Now this is important, because this is what happens after you fall. When you tell God no, and you have to go back on those words, and you have to do it, you have to be reinstated from the Lord. God wants to speak to us again after you've told God no. And it says Peter went back fishing, but I don't think Peter just went fishing because he was hungry that day. Do you know what Peter's occupation was? He was a fisherman. But the past three years, he wasn't a fisherman. He was a follower and disciple of Jesus. I believe Peter went back to his old job. He realized, I have failed Jesus so bad I have denied him. I have embarrassed and made a fool of myself so much with my words. And Peter was one of those guys that he just spoke out boldly. He just went back to his old job. It was just like the fallback. One time I had a, a friend call into the ministry. We went off to the same college together. And I studied religion because I wanted, God called me to be a pastor. So he decided... He wanted, this is what he said. He says, Daniel, I'm going to study accounting because I know he's planning on being a pastor because I know if things don't work out being a pastor and doors close and I have to deal with church people, I always have something to fall back on. Folks, do you know what my friend is right now? He's an accountant. <laughs> there is this temptation that when there is a letdown, when you've denied Jesus, when you've told God no, when you've said, I will never do this, not me, and God says, let me show you that you're going to go back to your old way of life. And Peter went back to his old way of life, folks. It was fishing. And I believe for us, there is going to be this temptation for you to go back to your old way. And the promise that God has for you this morning is the greatest days are to come. Here with Peter. Peter at this point, he had been with Jesus, but he hasn't seen the great things happen. Do you know the next time after Jesus, by the way, he reinstates Peter three times. He asked him, Peter, do you love me? Three times he asked him. He's reinstated. The next time we see Peter is in Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2. He's preaching the Pentecost sermon. 3,000 people got saved that day. This man's greatest days were ahead of him after he denied Jesus. After his fall, God blessed his ministry and his mission mightily. And I want to tell you, for us, our greatest days are ahead. It's easy for us to say this is such an immoral world. No one gets saved anymore. No one believes the Bible. No one follows the Lord. No, you can't think that way. Not at all. The greatest revival is yet to occur. The greatest days spiritually for you are ahead. The greatest days for your children being raised up for the Lord are coming. Peter 
He went back to fishing. His old way of life. Do you know what sin does? Sin, when you're on fire for God, it drags you back to your old way of life. And we want to be delivered from that. We want to see the Lord all of a sudden say, this is no longer you. This is not for you anymore. You are different. You are called. You are chosen for more. And I think our principle we see, what Jesus is speaking to us this morning, never, when you use the word never, that equals failure. Failure, listen, it equals defeat. And then when you are defeated, it equals not returning to God. Many of you here have fallen away. You've either become too confident in yourself or you've been hurt in the past and you're missing out on God using you. Do you know, in your bulletin, we're going to close on this here. There's a Bible verse I want you to read. It's Luke 22, verse 31. It says, Simon, Simon, look out. Jesus is warning Peter. Simon is Peter. Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. He's asked that question. But I've prayed that your faith may not fail. Sift you like wheat means Satan wants to tempt you. Satan wants to see spiritual failure. Satan is trying to destroy you, Peter. That's what he's trying to do. But I, the Lord Jesus, is praying for Peter's faith that it will not fail. And you, Peter, verse 32, when you have turned back, that turn back is so important. That's that reinstatement. When you've turned back, you go out and strengthen your brothers. Meaning, Peter, your greatest days are coming when you turn back. And many for you, you've been hurt or you're overconfident because you know everything. And the Lord, the Lord is speaking to you today. The Lord has a message for you in this. The danger of never, the danger of no, the danger of saying not me. And when that's you, God reinstates you and then you can be a blessing to other people. And that's our prayer this morning. If you have used the word never, no, not me, when God is asking you to do something, you've let it pass by you. This morning, you want to repent of that sin and say, God, reinstate me. Pick me back up. Restrengthen me. I want my best days to be ahead. I'm going to invite our deacons at this time to come forward. We're going to observe the Lord's Supper. And during this time of the Lord's Supper, it's our time for personal evaluation. And I want you to look in your life and say, God, is there any area of my life that I need to be reinstated? That I find myself being tripped up, using the word never, and missing blessings and opportunities for you. This is our time for self-reflection. The Lord's Supper is for believers. If you're a believer... This is for you.